Anna. What? Are you loose as a goose and ready to cavort on the... Uh, fell apart. And a one. And a two. Welcome to Streaming Unicorn Podcast, where queer folks bring you queer commentary and reviews of the latest movies available from online streaming services. I'm your host today, Alan, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Brooke and Anna. This week, we'll be talking about and reviewing the movie I picked, Bird Box, available on Netflix. Welcome back, everybody. Unicorn Brigade, it's so good to, I mean, be talking in your ear holes again. As opposed to seeing you. I know. I almost said see you. But she had her blindfold on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just commit. We're just going to do this whole podcast blindfolded. And if any of you take your Ooh. blindfolds off, I will hurt you. <laughs> do you understand? Do it you is, understand? Say so it to me. it's not in a sexy way? It, I, it, I, it could be. That's a real question. <laughs> that was a real answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was very open and honest. <laughs> yeah. It was... It, well, I, it, I, you, I, She's getting all those vowels in there. <laughs> Sometimes why? This sounds like hesitation, which to me means no. I mean, Ooh, she has closed her box. <laughs> is what I'm hearing. <laughs> it's a barred box. Yes, it's a, a buy box. tickets box. <laughs> oh, damn. And box office. Ooh. Oh, it gets around. Oh. Oh, it just takes lots of tickets. A box office hands tickets out. So clearly that (laughs) fell apart. (laughs) But people give me things and I may or may not allow them admission. (laughs) This doesn't sound any better. I'm going to stop. I'm really confused. It was supposed to sound exclusive. It clearly. Maybe my box is Hamilton tickets. Fair Only enough. this super rich may enter. <laughs> that's still not good. Never there mind. is a lottery, though, so you could get some cheap tickets. Oh. Yeah, I guess if you're, you know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no. It's off limits to so, everyone. So, Alan, what kind of box would your box be? Um, It's a trap, Alan. It is a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> that's a trap. It's a trap. You saw me fall into it. <laughs> um, I guess Learn it would be a box. It wouldn't be a box? No. It'd be a butt box. It'd be a most hole. <laughs> so it's the Scarlet Pit. <laughs> he didn't learn. He where, still went for where it. Di- where dicks go to be digested slowly over oh. thousands of years. <laughs> and it has a beak in the updated version. Beak box. <laughs> it didn't have a beak when you were born. It- <laughs> <laughs> it should never have a beak. <laughs> if it has a beak, well, something's wrong. Well, maybe it did, because people, doctors take liberties with new babies. Maybe he had a beak and it good got Lord. removed. <laughs> this is one of the few cases where I'd be like, oh, good job. <laughs> I, would, like, I guess now it's 99% of the time I disagree with that. <laughs> I am circumbeaked. Uh, oh. Hmm. His beak was excised at birth. <laughs> no, that seems like a weird ass porno. Pregnant porn. <laughs> if we're going pregnant porn, someone might eat a placenta after a baby's born. <laughs> Rhymes. And meanwhile, the conversation got weirder. It did. 
You're welcome. So pregnant porn. Why? Mm-hmm. There's a whole genre. <laughs> Do tell. I'm I'm just wondering if y'all like the kind with the line on the belly or without. <laughs> Are you trying Good to break me? Lord, there's so many traps in this episode already. <laughs> Could, why don't you tell us about the kind you prefer? I don't like it. You don't? No. Although, maybe a little bit. Because listen, <laughs> it's one of those kind of porns you can watch and be like, it's one of those things where you can watch and during, you're like, oh man, this is a little dirty. This is like, you're not supposed to do this. And afterwards, you're like, I'm a terrible human. Why did I do that? So the need to orgasm wipes away shame and then it returns very quickly. I, I I know for a fact y'all are acting like so. you just came out of church. Oh. <laughs> oh. But I know for a fact there's listeners that, that agree. I'm sure there are. And I'm not going to kink shame. So here's a question. If your partner was pregnant and you had sex, would you feel dirty afterward? No. That's okay. a loving, sharing moment. Is it? Yes. Is it? So I'm... What, what the, the, are you trying to say sex with a pregnant person isn't a loving and sharing moment? No, you just open the door because you said... I guess it depends on if it's a fetish or not. It's not a fetish. It's it not like be. that's the only... Po- I've seen it before. Fetish. Y'all are some real judgy bitches. <laughs> now, I can see it being a loving act between... Right. A very close couple of some sorts. Yeah. I also see a whole section of fetish porn... Around pregnancy that has nothing to do. Well, no, but that's not what we were talking. She had asked me if I thought if like your partner's pregnant and you have sex, if it's something to feel dirty about. And I was saying, no, it's loving and beautiful. I mean, if you shove shit in there as loot or something, that would be dirty. That would be gross. That's horrible. And also, what if? It's a whole nother genre of what if. What if your box was filled with shit? Shit box? (laughs) Is that what your box is? (laughs) Not my box. You have a shit box. Mine's a squeeze box. Mine what? is juices and berries. Why does again? And, w- and welcome you to the and show, the my aunt and niece. At me. This is what you'll Dang. be listening to. What'd you say about berries? Duel, you don't get to know now because you were taking <laughs> shots at me. And I was not. I was talking about my squeeze box after you called mine a shit box. I heard that. Well, you. I heard it. All right. I, I heard it. Well, then watch some pregnancy porn. <laughs> I'm not going to. I've been pregnant. It's not. <laughs> did I, you, did I, you have the line? I No, it's just fat. <laughs> but I didn't want to be touched. There was no pregnant sex. What? No, poor ex-husband. It, I actually feel bad. I, Julian's entire pregnancy, we might have had sex twice. Really? Yeah. The, the, okay. I've been with a couple of pregnant people and it wasn't like that at all. Good for you. I why have are you not looking at me like a challenge? You haven't? No. Hmm. <laughs> That's why none of this can be in the show. <laughs> not a bit of it. You know, the more somebody says that, the more likely it is to be in the show. Honey, that whole. Mm. No. No. I can't be a part of it then. <laughs> this is the episode I hang up my headphones. What other fun facts do you <laughs> No. No. I guess the fun fact would be that this is season three Woo! of 
the streaming unicorn podcast. Yay. <laughs> was that a horn you were honking? Yeah. <laughs> you were hoping it was something else. Yeah, maybe. Honk honk. Is that the sound your bird box makes? No. Yeah. All right. We were so, talking about it, so handing out talking tickets. about my box. I fell into that trap. It's a trap! Well, I've been trying to talk about my squeeze box for a while, but nobody will do it. It takes a lot of practice to get the fingering right. <laughs> <laughs> this should be video, so we can just capture Alan's... I imagine it's very similar faces. to my profile pic right now on Facebook. Yeah. Where I'm kind of like, like, almost crying. Yeah. Yeah, you've made oh, that Lord. face three, four times now. Well, <laughs> That's what makes me me. I know, it's beautiful. <laughs> before we get in very far in this, before we even get into deets or anything, I want to warn everybody that I feel like... <laughs> now you're warning people? <laughs> no, this is about the moving. If you, Listen. <laughs> if you're on season three of Streaming Unicorn Podcast... You don't need a warning this, about this. Feels worse. The weird shit we're gonna talk about. Okay. At this point, right? Yeah. But you do need a warning that I feel personally that part of watching Bird Box is experiencing it as they unveil it to you, and so if you haven't seen it yet, I would encourage you to watch it because this, as all of our shows, are gonna have spoilers. all these spoilers, and I think you'll enjoy it more if you watch it before you listen to the podcast. I hundred percent agree. Highly recommended. Anna? Uh, the warning I was going to put on it is the suicide warning. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. The, go ahead. Well, this podcast will discuss suicide. Not sure what kind of detail yet because we haven't gone there. But, but it's also, definitely part of the movie. Yeah, it's it's a big part of the movie. So be it, in your safe space if you choose to watch it. Yeah. It is a very violent movie. It is. Yeah, and that's one of the things I want to talk about is if it's necessary, but we'll get there. All righty, Alan. Why don't you hit us up with them deets? Ah. Deets. Um, it's based on the book from Josh Mellerman. Uh, the story in, involves Mallory and her two children on a journey through a horrifying unseen world full of monsters, both human and non, to the promise of safety. Mallory must draw upon lessons learned from prior companions to get herself and her children sa- to safety while encountering challenges and obstacles along the way. So, like, there's some bird box buzz that I do want to mention Yeah. before we get too far into the deeds. So, give us that bird buzz. Uh, apparently, there is a bird box challenge. Oh, oh yeah, this is. Wrong. I didn't even know until it's I saw what some moron it? driving. It's just some more moronic with bullshit. blindfolds. Yeah, where people, oftentimes children, do things and travel in spaces, sometimes outside, with a blindfold on. So it's it's like the. Uh... Oh, I can't remember what it was, but fools were jumping out of the car mm-hmm. while yeah. I was moving. Kiki. Yeah, no, that was a dance. The Kiki challenge. I thought that was like just... Kiki, do you love me? Are we riding? Something like that. Uh, we do it to the song. I just associated it with the dance. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, and in fact, in Utah, a teenager was driving and, you know, as you would assume, smashed their car into another car. This child needs a parent. Yeah. And they had a 16-year-old in the car with them. 
Did they? I think they were 17, the driver. And they had a 16-year-old with them in the car. They're not. Ma- Don't look at me like I condoned it. So yeah, and that actually led Netflix to put a little thing out there saying, uh, we don't know how this started, and we appreciate the love, but boy and girl had just one wish for 2019, and that's you not end up in the hospital <laughs> due to these memes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Boy and girl have a Christmas wish. That's delightful. Oh, boy and girl. It would probably be for that scary woman to stop screaming at him. She's, she's lucky. She's lucky she hadn't taught them how to snap yet. Because, ooh, she needed a snap right in her face. What? They were snapadocious. At the very beginning of this movie. When she's got that blanket over him, yelling at him. Well, no, when she's like, we are going outside. Oh, before they leave the house? Oh, yeah, I actually right. fully support that. I think it's a little she unrealistic. mom talk. Yeah, there was fear in her voice and her face. And I've had a similar tone talking to the children when I was scared to death. So Yeah, but I don't think if I take the, if you take the blindfold off, I will hurt you. I don't know that they that's... They need to know you're serious. <laughs> I'd rather... Well, you can say if you take the blindfold off, you will become hurt without making them afraid of you. No, be afraid of me. Be afraid of me because that'll keep you alive. We clearly have a difference of opinion for the, uh, for the strange visual apocalypse. If anyone is going to hurt my children, it's going to be me. Well, I'm not a monster. Well, here's the thing. You know, in this movie, you know, you kind of question her connection to these kids and her being a mother. I feel like that is a real motherly response. I agree. I I think a mother will get deep down dirty to make sure her kids are protected. There's been twice in my life I've been that afraid. Maybe three times. Once Matt slammed Julian's hand in a car door. Mm-hmm. Like it, it closed flush, and he was little, and I just screamed. Like it, it, it was ugly. Like a, a lady came over to see if I was okay. Scream! I didn't scream a word. It was just a yell. Yeah. The second time, one seriously, I didn't know what else to do. Um, one of the kids almost walked out into traffic in front of a car, and I lost my shit and told him, "Don't ever." And then something else happened. I don't remember. I don't think it was the time Matt got hit by a car, but. Mm. That would have warranted a response like that. He got hit by a car? He sure did. It was at like five miles an hour, so it ultimately it was wasn't a big deal. Still. He just had a bruise on his knee, but it scared the... I yeah. saw Nana run that day. <laughs> N- ain't seen it before or since. <laughs> <laughs> just to put some context on it. <laughs> Dang. Right. And I understand losing your shit and like really putting some fear in somebody, but I feel like there's a difference in saying... I'm going to hurt you. I feel like that's unnecessary. I said what I said. <laughs> I guess it's a matter of like what is what is a response versus what is the best way to handle that situation. Right. Yeah. In the moment, I can understand it. But to For the point, record, there is probably a better way to handle it. Yeah. What Alan said. May- maybe. Here I am. Great equalizer. Switzerland bringing. Switzerland. Alan's balance. always Switzerland. Alan, I don't think you finished the deeds, though. No, I did not. Okay, so, so before we go too further. Yeah, aside from that, so um, this is a Netflix original, which is like one of their number one in a week viewings. They had like, I don't know, so many people. I can't remember the exact number, but it was like one of their largest first week openings of one of their originals. Um, the director was Suzanne Beer, and the screenplay was by Eric Heisen- Heiser, and of course the novel by Josh Mallerman. 
Melanin. So it has quite a stellar cast, to be honest. It's got quite a few people that, you know, I've seen in many films. Um, some very recent, some old. Old. Like what? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I I just know that I have seen some, of the, like the old lady. What's her name? Um, Jackie Weaver. Jackie Weaver, yes. Yeah. I have seen her in things a long time ago. Yeah, I have too. I actually had to look her up because at first I was like, is that the mom from uh, National Lampoon's Vacation? Oh. Uh, but it's not. I thought it was Sally Struthers at first. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Which, she looks like you know. lots of people. <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, it had a really good cast. So it had Trevante Rhodes as Tom. Uh, Fine. <laughs> Sandra Bullock as... And... and her name is Mallory, and I am putting bets out there that Brooke will call her Melody or <laughs> It is other. a new season, Alan. Is I it? have mended my ways. Have you? I'll put her name in my squeeze box, and I won't forget. If you call someone Corey. What was the name she was calling Cody. everyone? Cody. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm putting it out there. All right. There's going to be a slip. I'm going to back a up. A slip? Oh, never mind. <laughs> not, a, not a nip slip. A slip of the tongue. Oh, and not that kind of slip of the tongue. What? A slip of the name. So, talking about the squeeze box. What would you like to say about your squeeze box? No, I mean, he's talking about a slip of the tongue, so. Oh. I, oh. Thought I'd, I thought I'd toss that up and somebody would spike it, but no. It just no. fell in the, in the sand. They can't all be gold. Ew. That would be dry. <sighs> no, nobody wants, nobody wants a squeeze box in the sand. A sandpapery box. It'll never make that same noise again. <laughs> Do you know what a squeeze box is? <laughs> what the hell? What, what the hell? I'm broken. It's Alan's face again. <laughs> Apparently the squeeze box in my mind was not the same squeeze box you're talking about. No. Because I'm thinking, whose vagina sounds like that? I mean, you get enough air in it. It, it comes and it out goes, that way. Like a vacuum? Oh, a not a vacuum. The box is an accordion. Oh, okay. Well, clearly I was not on the same page. Oh, God. It's like, it just won't make that sound again. I'm like, what? It starts up like a Hoover. Right. That's exactly what I thought. Oh. That was the noise. That was a fart. That's the noise that the squeeze box says. <laughs> I can't see. There's so many tears about it. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, where, where, I don't even remember where we were. While you're finding your place, I did look it up. <laughs> Netflix reported that in seven days, Bird Box had been viewed by 45 million accounts. Uh, I knew it was That's an, impressive. a large million. That is impressive. I didn't know how many. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. And I, I know that as soon as it came out, there was there was a lot of buzz about it. Like, I, oh, you got to see this. You got to see this. I don't know what the hell I just watched. You know, it was a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there's so much metaphorical content that it could be taken a hundred different ways. Considering yeah. it was it was 19 million to make, they really need a lot of people to watch it. <laughs> so this pause is almost as pregnant as Melanie. <laughs> Marjorie. 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 <laughs> Mallory. And the first slip of the show. <laughs> yes. Mallory. Uh, if only there was a jar. 
Mallory. You don't have to be so pleased by it. I am so pleased. You don't know. Because I just knew it was going to happen. I did. That's why I threw it in my notes. Because I just knew. shit. (laughs) Okay, so as we were kind of discussing, the movie kind of starts with her going off on these kids. And you're thinking, God, this woman's a bitch. Right. you don't know anything about what's going on. Right. And plus, I'm like, she called them boy and girl. And I'm like, hmm. She's seen a lot of death in her time. I guess. She's seen a lot of bad shit. Well, she funny. probably saw a squeeze box in the sand. I just thought she was pissed, and she was just like, boy, girl, I will. I didn't realize <laughs> that was their name <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I was like, oh, bitch is pissed for some reason. She's super pissed. Pissed? <laughs> oh, my. So you find out that that apparently happens like five years into the future of where the majority of this movie takes right. place. Right. I also thought it was weird as they're getting ready for all that. She tells the kids, like, you have to be silent. You have to be quiet. And then she's grabbing all these noisy ass birds. And I was like, what? And so I was like, why is she doing this? Why are these things, can they stalk you from sound? I thought they were going into a coal mine. <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe the birds are like, you know, chaff. You're like, when when whatever the thing is near, you can throw a bird and the thing will chase it. <laughs> that is not what happened. It is not Lunchbox. Apparently, apparently I am far more creative than the writers of this <laughs> screenplay. I don't know why they don't ask me more questions. I don't, I don't know. either. I can't imagine the words that would come out of your mouth. <laughs> what do you think about this? Well... <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I also thought it was cool as they're leaving their house and they've got this line out to the river. Yeah. They, just really quick, you can see this rotten ass skeleton in the yard. And I was like, ooh. Or it's Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. Probably not Halloween though. Probably not. Probably not. Also, she told them that they had to be super silent and I thought it was crazy oh. when she gets out there and she's like, uh, uh, and the bo- boat is like, clang, 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 clang. And she turns it over. Well, and yeah, puts they it have in the it water. hidden in the bushes. Because <laughs> at this she's point, like turning trees over. I was really focused on her saying silent. Turns out, I guess that doesn't matter. <laughs> but at this moment in the movie, I thought it really mattered. And I was like, this woman is crazy. Yeah, I was a little confused. She, as, well. as it turns out, she just didn't want to hear their jibber jabber. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, y'all be silent because this is a long car trip. And I don't want to have to listen to your jibber jabber. Mm. Well, and then I guess I thought it might have been. Because you don't find out till later that there's people running around. I guess she was trying not to draw their attention. Yeah. there are people mm-hmm. roaming around. That's ultimately what I yeah. thought. But, yeah. but you don't Especially know. Especially since she hid the children and not necessarily herself from those. See the light. Caroline. See the monster. It's so beautiful. It's beautiful. Pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> its name is Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to call her Ella. 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 Hey, hey, hey. But now we go back to where the story actually starts in her studio apartment. And her sister is coming to bring her some groceries. Right. Because clearly she never leaves. And I really, really hoped they were lesbians. Oh, I did too. I, I actually thought they were. I was like, this would be a great opportunity for Netflix to really show us they care. Nah, they're no. sisters. That was still great though. Yeah, they were great, but they weren't lesbian great. <laughs> I will admit, when I heard Sarah Paulson was in it, I thought gayness was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I love her. She's adorable. Although, I'm also glad that a gay actress can play a non-gay role. She, well, she honestly does. felt like she was a little wasted 
that she's such a good actress, she should have had a bigger role. Well, they was already paying that Sandra Bullock dollar. (laughs) (laughs) We can only afford you for a short period of time. Right. Well, it wasn't commentary on the budget, just that I love her. Mm -hmm. I love her. But... And while, and also when they did the flashback, when it starts, she is doing that painting, and these close-ups on that paint is it's just like goo on the can on the canvas. I was like, oh, I'm feeling sexy. Paint does that for you? Well, the the way that was shot did. It was just like <laughs> whoa. I thought the strokes were very satisfying. Yeah, I don't know that I got a sexual charge from it. Were they satisfying? I don't know. There's just something about watching that thick stroke. Joke slow. Maybe yours is a paint box. Oh, it could be a paint box. <laughs> you want to get it painted? With all the colors of the rainbow. Ooh. <laughs> rainbow box. But it it's funny, too. You talk about that focus on that, and then as they pull away, you see that she's drawing these barriers between all the people with that thick line. Yes. So... It kind of is giving right. some background if to you, it. If you didn't catch it when she called the children boy and girl... They just, they literally put a big black line. <laughs> so they're like, she don't like people. <laughs> no, no. She, she's probably got some trauma. Oh, and there's another fun fact. In Everything there, is trauma. Right, because everybody in a movie that paints is a person who has experienced trauma. Have you ever noticed that? No, I actually thought you were being a smart ass, but I no. feel like you're serious now. No. Every time you see somebody in a movie that's painting, they're a person who's experienced some kind of trauma. And this is How they what they do now. It. Yeah. And then usually the the they take the oilcloth off the side of the painting and there's this face up there in the corner going <gasps> <laughs> It's like, oh she's been seeing ghosts. Monster. But, it's funny, some of the other paintings that she had in her room were like kind of horrific looking. Were they? I didn't even notice. Like I think there's one like off to the uh, right of that painting that has like an evil shadow kind of gazing over a wolf and a bird. Creepy. It's kind of weird looking. That's I fixated cool. on the person in the pool. I didn't even look at any of those. I was too busy oh, hoping no, that they were lesbians that. with my eyes, apparently. You just want to... Yeah, well, I just want to what? As usual, you want people to be gay, and I, I support it. <laughs> okay, cool. And then when they were talking about, you ready to go see this baby? And she's like, uh, I don't want to see this baby. The way they were talking about it, because I didn't notice, but... Um, Mallory has a baby bump. <laughs> I did have to look at my paper. She has a baby bump. And I didn't notice it. So I'm, the way they were talking about this baby is so weird. I was like, well, what are they doing? Are they going to like Kids R Us and getting them a black market baby? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I don't know if we should do that. Man, and they're talking about her, her ex-boyfriend, I guess, being a roommate. Right? Mm-hmm. Seems like he was not a roommate. Out. Well, he kind of turned out to be one. I thought that was... That it was nothing but sister honesty. Yeah. Right there. Like, bitch, you're fooling yourself. Right. I'm calling you out. Oh, but there's a fun fact about that painting I meant to mention. Oh, what? The uh, One of the hosts of Catfish, he and his wife were in that painting because they knew the um, the artist that painted that painting for the movie. They were in the painting? Yeah. Well, it was like cool. his wife and him kind of semi looking down at each other and then they had the big line drawn between them. So I thought that was kind of a neat shout out. Yeah, that is cool. I didn't notice it until I did some research and someone had mentioned that. And I was like, oh my gosh, it is. Because it showed the original photo that they took to copy from for the painting. And it was really interesting. So I thought that was neat. That's cool. Meow, meow. They make it real clear (laughs) that Sandra Bullock doesn't want this baby. Right. She clearly is not 
looking forward to it. She's kind of separated from it. Yes. Detached, and if you will. This movie had a lot of things that happened in it that that I like as a moviegoer, where it's like, let me try to guess how this is going to go at the end. Like, she doesn't like babies. All right, then that's going to lead to this, 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 this. And um, there's lots of that through this movie. Mm-hmm. And I guess they, what was it? She was talking about, like, you know, these people look lonely in all these paintings and things, and she's like, well, that's just a symptom of, or just a, what, I forget how she, she said it was incidental. It. Incidental, that's right, because it was about connection. What she should have said is, I'm Azrael Abyss, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm writing about it in my live journal. Live journal. Ravens explode from my chest in a flurry of rose petals. Is that what you wrote in your live journal? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Everybody did, I think. Yeah. I didn't have a live journal. I missed that. You missed boat. the phase. Yeah. I just wrote things in, like that in my paper diary. Yeah, I didn't write my live journal like that, but I did write some poetry that was similar. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think it was all time. Done. You know, nobody understood my pain. Ever. No. They still don't. No. Mm-mm. It's a very specific pain. It is. <laughs> it's more it's very, than just an ordinary pain. It's a very ravens from the chest pain. <laughs> the motion you did with that it did me in. I was like, are her boobs exploding? <laughs> or her chest? What is happening? People see From my pain deep. and they're like, that's so Raven. Womp womp. That was so terrible. I hope the jokes get better in season three than they've started. They probably won't. <laughs> they're all funny. So clearly they make it out of this tiny little studio that's not so tiny, but they say it's tiny. I thought it was huge, and they're like, where are you going to put this? And I'm like, in any of the thousands of feet in it? <laughs> These giant white walls? Take a pic? I don't know. But they go to see Dr. Lepham. Dr. Lecter. Le, le. I love her. Isn't, I forgot. Um, What is it? <laughs> she Para was in. something or other. Yeah. I can't think what uh, her last name is. She's been in so much. Yeah, I've seen oh. her in other things as well. Are I'd... you saying that's her name? I thought you were saying she was like in paranormal activity or something. No. No. Hold on, let me do the Googles. Par- Parma or Parma? Is <gasps> yeah, it Parma that, something? Oh. Uh, she is one of my favorite people in the show. I can't. Parminder Nagra. She was That's in it. ER. Oh. Boom. Yes. That was Parminder? Yes. Mm-hmm. She is adorable and I love her. I said, That's Parminder? Like, you know, we buddies. <laughs> I mean, could me be and Parminder friends. hang out. I call her Parm Parm. Well, she's just very jovial when they're in there, like all happy, happy chit chatting mm-hmm. with them, and they're like talking about how, oh, if I don't think about it, it'll just go away. Oh my god! And, and then I'm you like, could tell she really? was like real concerned. She's like, oh, this bitch is a terrible mom, right? <laughs> they're talking about going to get alcohol, right? By Let the me bottle. give you this adoption information. I know, right? Right. That's she's not. Like, I kind of don't want you to have a baby. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's also the girl from Bend It Like Beckham. Get the mm-hmm. fuck out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I love I know her. Her face is just yes. so cute. I love her. I'm done saying I love her. Oh, if you're a new listener to the show and you keep going like, what the fuck says Belle? <laughs> this... <laughs> I'll, I'll catch up. <laughs> Belle. <laughs> it started off during the first few episodes. We'd mentioned so many other movies and we'd go ding. And then uh, one of our faithful listeners, Kate King, Gifted us with this bell to use. So now we bing the bell and we've mentioned some of them. Shout out to Kate. Kate. That was pleasing. I like pleasing. Where were we at? I don't remember. 
talk about <laughs> oh, with the baby. Oh, yeah. They still talk about the baby and all this stuff. And apparently, you know, Mallory and her sister came from a kind of a broken family. And they jib-jab over, oh, poor us. Jib-jab. Jib-jab. They really do. They are like, <laughs> oh, we're the most uh, disadvantaged white people ever to live. Right. Oh. I, did, I got that from... Mallory, I did not get that from her sister. That's because you have a super big crush on Miss Paulson. <laughs> I do. That's a real statement. Miss <laughs> Paulson, the lover of horses. Exactly. Oh my God, she really likes a horse, doesn't she? Wouldn't everything's simpler when you're mama? getting fucked by a horse? Um, when oh, you're riding, when you're riding a horse, that took a oh, turn. She loves them horses. Maybe that's what she saw later. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> Just <laughs> no. <laughs> we do. I mean, her eyes really. Big we do and need watery. to video this because the movement movement Alan just made with the <laughs> his fist flying through the air oh, like a giant. Oh, I don't know, horse cock. <laughs> Ew. It could have been that thing from Star Trek Four that talked to the whale. The giant poop log in space. Yes. All right. I missed that episode movie That's installment. Four, the Voyage Home. Right. It was a, <laughs> with a poop log. It's a big it was poop a log in space. It was a giant shit log in space that went. <laughs> and apparently it caused all these disruptions on Earth that was going to destroy the planet. So they go back in time, find whales, bring them to the future to talk to the probe. Because the whales have been hunted to extinction in Star Trek times. This is real. Okay. And they beamed the whales aboard, and Scotty said, mm-hmm. There be whales here. <laughs> The entire hell. You've got to watch it. It's actually a, a funny, it's a funny, you've got to kind of take it for what it is. It's a hilarious way to talk about the extinction of whales, apparently, in a Star Trek movie. Message. Yeah, it was definitely a message movie. It was kind of <laughs> like if Superman 4 <laughs> was about <laughs> whales and not nuclear energy. Right. And it was actually worth watching. It was like that. And it was <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> so Bird Box. I think it's cool. As they leave the doctor's office, uh, when they were going in, they saw this woman talking on her phone. And as yeah. they leave, this woman is smashing her damn face Ugh, in That the hurt me. Yeah, but Sarah Paulson didn't even see that. She just like took out. Well, first, first she's like puking. And I thought this was hilarious. Sandra Bullock's puking in the bathroom. <laughs> and she's outside. Ooh, is it Chunky. I know, and I, she is a bitch. I looked over to Anna and I was like, that's you. You'd be like, take a picture. Take a picture. Uh, I sure would. But yeah, then like she runs off to get the car and Sandra Bullock's like, oh shit, this woman's bashing her head in. Yeah. Let me speed up my gate a little bit. And it's crazy because they had seen earlier, there was news reports of this happening and Sandra Bullock was like, it's in Russia. Who gives a fuck? Right. And I was like, dang, dang. Cold. And it's sad because I think there's a lot of people like that. For me, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? This is terrible. It's a humanitarian crisis. Right. Because oh. clearly I'm better than everyone else. Of course. <laughs> so why but I think there's a lot of people who are just like, whatever. It doesn't affect me, yeah, so I don't care. Probably. People can suffer. And as far as... So this introduces the assailant in the movie. And for me, I love the unknown assailant. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it is that's making people crazy, it's here now. Uh, when she said that line... Uh, I thought that was way scarier than if you had a bunch of fucking aliens jumping out and firing lasers and shit. Right. And the fact that 
uh, you just never see it in this whole movie. I read that they actually were going to. They they <laughs> shot a, a, a scene with it, but then they said the scene came off uh, as funny, which ruined kind of the pacing of the movie, so they decided to go with an unseen assailant, which I'm glad of. No, I am too, because I feel like it really builds the anxiety right yeah. off the bat, because you're seeing all the shit start escalating, because it starts with the one girl. Then you start seeing a car crash. Then you start seeing a lot of car crashes, explosions. All just starts going really fast suddenly. Yes. And then throughout the movie, you obviously they had to have something that let you know it was there. So that most of the time they use this swirling leaves. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so a shadow. They're fucked when it's no longer fall. But <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> when nothing's dying. <laughs> right. But, um, and it also, like you, like you said, the shadow. So it has, uh, you know, it's... It's opaque in some way. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's sweeping in. But you don't quite know what's going to Anything you can imagine is going to be more frightening than anything they can show you. Yeah. And I really hate it when a movie invests in the unknown assailant thing and then shows it at the end. Because it's always like, meh. Uh, I do wonder, though, the character that they... To skip ahead, the Gary character who came in later... When he spread out all those sketches on the table, I wonder if those were initial concept designs for the monster. Ooh, cool. That um, was the first I didn't think I of that. Yeah, I didn't read that. I know that those were inspired by H.P. Lovecraft based on mm. something that, that I makes had sense. seen. Yeah, I even said when I was watching this, it's almost like Lovecraft's Elder Ones that your mind just can't comprehend what you're seeing. Right. And you go crazy from that. But yeah. That- and, so, and two, you point out, this is later in the movie, but anyway, who cares? We do what we want. On Streaming Unicorn Podcast. Um, it, it, since they were different, I want, it makes me think the creatures must look different, too. To everyone. And I also wondered if it wasn't the concept art, like if I'm going to stay in the world of the movie, if that's what it looked like every time he saw it. Well, I think there's multiple there's m- creatures, and they all look different from each other. Yeah, that's possible, too. Yeah, but or maybe it is one creature. Although it's really spread across the globe. I don't Unless it was Santa Claus. <gasps> <laughs> It's Santa Claus, y'all. No one else could get across the globe in one day. I I kind of was taking it like maybe each one is like a different take on a mental health issue or something. Like that's how it's represented Ooh, to each person. That's some deep shit. I know. I, I've seen a few theories my like mind that was going. fly around. I was happy to see that other people thought the same thing that I did in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And we'll, meanwhile. We'll get to a lot of that. But. Before Gary even, long before Gary even shows up. Yeah. Uh, they have a little crash outside, and uh, a little crash. Well, <laughs> it's a tiny total crash. flip of the car. Total the flip of the car. And so, I, the other thing I really love about the movie is when you see it, your eyes go silver, and that's a cool way, without having to show the monster, of showing that you've definitely seen it. I also like there's not a reflection of the monster in your eyes either. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Because I was looking for that. Yeah, it just something changes about you in a very supernaturally metaphysically way mm-hmm. and then you just want to die oh and that was so graphic like she just after they flip she gets out sarah paulson gets out of the car and just steps back into a bus yeah. and you see her explode oh I know. like i don't know if you could see it but it was yeah, like a water balloon filled there. with oh. cherry melted cherry jolly ranchers oh. it's gross the part that got me though her eyes went normal for a second just a second before like there's a moment in. of recognition mm-hmm. or something Exactly. When she looks yeah, back. and she did look sad. She looked at her like, "Oh, your poor pregnant ass, you gonna die." <laughs> Dang. But me first. Not how I took it. And if if that wasn't <laughs> the most horrible thing, Sandra Bullock gets knocked down, and this woman comes down to try and help her, and apparently is inflicted, 
and oh, just goes God. and sits casually down in a burning, burning car. car. I thought that was so effective. It, it's one thing, out. I guess, for somebody to be like, I'm just going to throw myself in front of a car. I mean, it's not like that's acceptable in any way. No. It's one thing, though, to do that and die quick. It's a whole nother to be like, I'm just going to sit in this burning vehicle and die painfully. Right? I was glad when the car exploded. I was Honestly. too. Right, because, I mean, she just casually sat into so it like casual. there was no pain anticipated. I'm just going to sit right down and burn to death mm-hmm. in the most, what you would think, painful way. And she was so calm she and serene, didn't, didn't make a sound. That was such a good moment. I agree. And right there on the, on the, on the, on the, on the from the house she came from, the, the lawn, <laughs> the porch, whatever you call these things, was, oh shit, it's John Malkovich. Right. I had no idea he was in this movie. I didn't either. I did. Did you? <laughs> Yeah, I heard recently someone was talking about it and had the rundown of the cast. Like B.D. Wong, John Malkovich, Sandra Bullock, fine-ass Trevante Rhodes. Mm. One, one cool thing that I read about John Malkovich in this movie was he was he really bonded with the birds that were on set. And they said that like he could he would go and he'd talk to them all the time and then he could tell them to take steps to the side, left or right, and they would do it. That's ah, neat. That's cool. John Malkovich is the bird whisperer. <laughs> Whisper. Hello. Which he ended up being, I think he was a combination of characters from the book. Uh, Ooh, doing I didn't some know research, that. I think I had read that they he was supposed to be something else, but they ended up merging a couple characters in, into his character. Um, and he just came across as a big old dick. But he also <laughs> seemed to have a side. A bald he, he was dick. a big old bald dick. <laughs> big old bald dick. But he, he also had this compassionate side that you every now and then would get. And then he'd immediately cover it up with dickishness. I don't think they showed that in the movie. Yeah, I don't know how much compassion I saw. There was mm. one brief moment when he was talking to Greg. Homegirl in the... Oh. With the whiskey? Yeah, with the whiskey. Well, there was that, but then there was also when he was talking to Greg. It's like, you know, I just want you to know, I don't feel like you brought this, you being gays, brought about this horrible thing. Oh, I don't think that's what he said. I think he was giving them hell because they were trying to make that add on to the house and he was telling them he wasn't giving them hell because they were gay he was giving them hell because he didn't like that their idea yeah that my understanding anyway was that it was about the house not the apocalypse oh so it's less touching and that's why they were talking about they're both kind of awful things (laughs) to me (laughs) i mean yeah but that's why they were talking about the addition and he's like thanks gary (laughs) see i completely took that differently yeah interesting i like the way you took it though yeah I was trying to hope for the best. If somebody said that <laughs> right, to me always. during the apocalypse, though, I would <laughs> throw them out in the yard. No, you wouldn't. Watch me. You See, would not. I f- like in the movie, I was yelling at people, quit opening the door. But I think in real life, I would let somebody No, I in. would open the door. But if somebody said, I don't think the apocalypse happened because you're gay, oh. I would throw them in the yard. <laughs> but they're telling I don't that, that kind that of negativity didn't. in my life. I, it's hard enough. They're just letting you know that they're on your side. Go live at the racist house. They caught into that shit there. Not you. Him. I got nothing. But you look. You challenged me with your face. I did. I was like, say something. <laughs> I said, say she, something. She did. She had this look. <laughs> say something. <laughs> One of the other theories rolling around is that it's an allegory for racism. And how? What's an allegory? The if movie. you see it, you want to kill yourself? No, no, no. Because... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I used to not, because I've got a lot of white privilege, I used to not realize how bad racism is. And now that I do, it's yeah. like I've seen a monster. <laughs> but no, more like 
white people have the choice to put blinders on and not make eye contact with it. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. I haven't read the Twitter thread, to be honest, but it's on the root. I believe the there's a website called the root. Interesting. I I didn't look at it that way, but now I want to look at it again. As she goes into this house, you end up meeting this whole ensemble of this cast. And I thought this was handled very well. A lot of conversations are going on. I thought it perfectly kind of catches you up to speed and informs you without being kind of talking heady. It shows everybody's unique personality. And I I also thought it draws you in really good. uh, Because during that moment, I could really see myself in it, like as one of these people. Right. And I feel like... That scene in particular was excellent writing. I agree. I actually made a little comment to the fact that they yeah. they just touched on everybody long enough for you to get a feel for, okay, that that's a drug dealer kind of guy. This is a cop wannabe girl. She looks like a motherly figure. And you kind of get all of the characters summed up right there. Mm-hmm. And asshole Gary <laughs> really blames um, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. No, Marjorie? that was <laughs> asshole <Mallory>. Gary. Fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> No, that guy was Douglas. It's asshole oh, Douglas. Douglas. Sorry, asshole Douglas. That's right. Gary's lady. So asshole Douglas, he blames Mallory for. I want to call her Marjorie. Damn it! You cursed me, Alan. I knew it. This is nah. Alan's fault. He just so knows you. I want to. Bl- or, or he wants to blame her for the death of his wife because she went out to help her. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk real quickly just on the fairness of that. Like, what do you what do you think about it? I've got mixed feelings. I I do think to a degree it's fair, but your your partner also made that choice to walk out the door. Right. I agree. That's how I felt. Like uh, Mallory wasn't asking her to come out and save her. Right. This person went out there and kind of took her own self into harm's way. Yeah, but I, I can't lie. I'd likely be a little resentful. I feel like that's an honest reaction, like an initial yeah. honest reaction Mm. especially you know but he could have come back and said oh i'm sorry now that i think about it yeah that man has never said the words i'm sorry in his life Uh -uh. he had an ex-wife who said she's not afraid of hell anymore because she was married (laughs) married (laughs) right right (laughs) (laughs) he said he's never wrong so he's good he's sleeping okay oh and later when he's like you don't even know how to use that gun and she's like i was like girl yes and i'll aim for your eyeball do it and then, and then they also focus on this couple that's there, which this seems like it would be horrific if you were a parent and oh were away God, from your that child. Was terrible. And they're on the cell phone listening to their son get taken by the mysterious creatures. Uh-uh. Yes. And so they like run after him. And I don't know if you caught this because I didn't until I did the second watch through. They show them dead. When they're oh when leaving the house in the car. No, I didn't. They drive by some that. bodies, and if you look, it's. The woman and her husband. <gasps> that oh, hurts no. me. They died right outside. Just outside, like, running out, they get... And I was like, Anna oh, is visibly upset. I am. I was like, it's so weird that they just show him for this brief moment in time and then never, like, come back or anything. Well, because they died. <laughs> they died immediately. <laughs> That's cool. I was thinking about, though, I don't know if I could live with myself if I didn't try Go. to get to them. I right. agree. I agree. I'd have to try. It I just had to like make that noise so I don't cry. <laughs> It was that or cry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know. I was touched by that moment because I'm like, I don't have any children, but I feel like I would have to go. Oh, yeah. I probably would go out better than they did, better prepared maybe. 
Like if I knew, well, I don't know. Did I they know the, at that point? Well, I, what they heard was their child right then in trauma, and so, you think so it was they just guttural reaction. They just ran. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like that. That's I fair. will hurt you if you make a fucking noise. Reaction. Yeah, because I guess that they had unnecessary reaction. They hadn't seen at that point. Like, don't look outside. Don't turn on the TV. Don't use social media. So they probably didn't even know. Probably right? not. Mm-mm. I do appreciate how quickly they came to that conclusion, though. We didn't spend half the movie guessing right. about what the cause was. That's true. Let's talk about the gay guy. <laughs> J.D. Wong. B.D. Wong. <laughs> A bunch of other letters. J.D. by Ryder. It oh is your gosh. mission in life to mess up everyone's name. Apparently. They should have just called him B.J. Wang. <laughs> Let's have one character. <laughs> Damn, Alex. Well, I thought she was telling me to do something. Attack the Wong. <laughs> he's the deep, Wang. He's deep throating the Wong. Wiener. <laughs> so one. <laughs> this dude had a beautiful house. Oh my god, he it did. It was a beautiful house. They panned out and I was like, what did him and his husband do to afford all this it finery? It was something beautiful. I was real proud of him. Ugh. And when I need he to be a gay man. goes upstairs and straps into that thing because he's going to look at the security cameras outside. It's like, oh no, he's fucked. Right. He was at peace though. He was fine. He didn't think it would. I think he wasn't at peace. I think he was convinced it wouldn't cause a problem. Maybe. And I don't well, know why he was a, convinced. I don't know. They said avo- avoid social media. Well, isn't social media video? Well, and some he was strange. talking about it being, it's the way he talked about it, I thought it was going to be like a heat a mat. Heat thing. Agreed. Yeah. It'd just be like this kind of heat signature yeah. moving around. And then they showed it, and I was like, what the That's fuck is he point. talking about? I thought it's it actual was, video. Um, yeah. Predator vision is yeah, what I thought right, it was Yeah, like. exactly. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, the way he described oh, yeah. it, it's just, it's just light and pictures and pixels, and I'm like, yeah. But I mean, now that you say it like that, of course... That's he was talking about a live ass image. <laughs> yeah. Well, and two, I think maybe that was to illustrate too that it's not actually some power that they they do over you. It's actually seeing it, like seeing yeah, it, whatever it is, is so terrible, uh, just in its existence that it drives you crazy. Well, it was weird on the video. All you saw was like the shadow and the rustling leaves, though. Yeah, but then it showed his face. Oh, and, well, I guess that's true. And then. It, it panned appeared. away before it appeared. Yeah. And because he was like looking like, what the hell? And he was like, Ugh. And the first eyes. thing he thought to do was bash his head against he the He turned into marble. a silver hawk. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, it was sad. It was just. It was and then, so of sad. course, everybody rushes in. They're like, Cleffy, cover your eyes. Don't look at the screen. So they're like fondling around on the ground. Fondling. Fondling, Fumble, fumbling around on the ground. Trying Alan would be get running to into everybody's doorknobs. You <laughs> said knob. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to have my eyes closed. Yung, yung, yung. <laughs> That's a true story. I grabbed a boob by playing Murder in the Dark. <laughs> I honestly like did not mean to. You turn out all the lights and people mill around and somebody's the secret murderer. And at some point they go, and you're like, ah, and an investigator comes running through the house, turns the lights on and investigates, right? Well, Alan, all of a sudden we hear, ah, so the investigator comes running through the house and it was this, uh, it was this girl, Alan had accidentally touched her boob, I reaching out a for a door. I would be horrified. I was spatially challenged. I could not tell what height or angle or any, 
or anything and just grabbed a boob and twisted. I was like, this is a soft doorknob. Oh. And twisted. <laughs> he twisted the sister. Uh, so that became a story for years. Doorknob. That was the best visual ever. I imagined a, a like a washcloth being twisted. Wrung out. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't grab it that hard. That door was already ajar. That's why that tickled me so, so deeply. <laughs> I just rang her titty out. You did. <laughs> so, bird box. Sorry. <laughs> Meanwhile, we are three days Boom in. Box. <laughs> Boom box. Beat box. Is that what yours is? Because you like people to beat it? Oh, God. Again, with this focus on my box. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> So, we're three days into the end of the world, the apocalypse, and Tom is getting them Hope Floats eyes at Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Right. I was like, they are already into this. No. Hi, teacher. I'm like, dude, give yourself a little time for trauma before you start trying to woo people. No. I think he was like- couldn't help it. He was like enamored by her pregnancy, because apparently he (laughs) loves children. (laughs) You think he likes that line, Ellen? He might. He's into he's into pregnant porn. That did he come back be. around. Well, I mean, if Good you think job, about team. it, later when they're in the market <laughs> and they're all talking about his sister having bunches of kids, and he's like all fond memories and la la la. So you think he's not really that I, attracted to her? He just wants a baby. <laughs> no, I think that was part of his attraction. He said, "Girl, her. I'm going to give you extra babies, bonus babies." He I wants will a big, raise this black baby. He wants a big apocalypse family. I have no words. Yeah, probably not. I was just running with what you were saying. I mean, they clearly were enamored with each other. Even though she was a little standoffish, she was kind of like, oh, all right. I like this. My sister just died. I don't think she was. I don't think she's into anybody. I don't know. But there's only so long you can resist a beautiful man like that. Oh, my God. He was beautiful and he was kind. And heroic, like he was everything good, yeah. which is great. You know, he was. in Hollywood, you can be that person. <laughs> in real life, he'd have been an asshole sometimes and cranky at times too. I mean, he's not a real person, but he is will always be beautiful. I gotta shake off that. Oh, Alan's got the vapors. <laughs> Every time they show him in that tight shirt. I know. And it was only tight rippling. because he was muscled. <laughs> or every time they showed him without that shirt. Which wasn't much. But. I could turn my life around for a man like that. And when they focused on his face, his skin is all beautiful and smooth and chocolatey. Mm. I know. He's, he oh, was a beautiful He man. was beautiful. He was in Predators. The new, the new Predators <laughs> movie. Was he? Yeah. And Moonlight. And Moonlight. Which I didn't watch all the way. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. I want to finish it. I want to watch it. Yeah, we never did finish it. But so anyway, um, I don't think any of us can shift a gear for <laughs> No, not today. <laughs> so we flash forward five years and we're on the river with boy and girl. Yeah. And I, I feel like this scene has a lot to unpack. After watching that scene, I had to pause for a minute. It was scary. It's one of the good things about watching it at home is like, uh, I saw yeah. something like that and I can just be like, okay, I need to breathe and think about what I just saw. <laughs> yeah, it was very violent. First, it's it's spooky enough that you're having to travel on water, blindfolded. Right. Like, how could you? That in and of itself is nightmarish to me. 
Because you have no idea where that current's carrying right. you or where you're rowing. You could be steering into the bank, for all you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. You could be steering into a tree or a waterfall. Something crazy. But no, we're going to steer into a mist. A mist? With, that <laughs> with a, a voice. A voice in it. Saying, hey. hey, y'all can take your blindfolds off. I know. And I was like, what? This thing, this creature can talk English, is what I thought. I was like, what the fuck now? It's a gremlin. <laughs> Gizmo blindfold caca. Nah, when he popped up, though, I was ready to fight everything. Well, I but- know. And then he was like, oh, I see you got some kids there. And I'm like, this motherfucker right. can see. Immediately, you're like, I can be seen and I can't see them. Right. So you're at a disadvantage it's times two. Terrifying. Right. And, and she's got her gun and she's kind of pointing it towards the voice, but it's echoey out there. It's a great right. big area. All of a sudden, he's there. Da-da! Attack! Oh, my God. That was scary. And then she just goes after him with the hatchet? Oh, well, she's trying to kick him first, and she's kicking the side of the boat because she didn't know where to kick. Yeah. I'm like, that would hurt, A. My knees are feeling it. Yeah. But then, yeah, he gets that gun away from her, and she just starts hacking away. Oh, my God. It was just brutal. And I was thinking, she's gone through some real shit to just be able to hack at a human being like that. Well, and it seemed very realistic to me because, like, it did. On your first hack, you're probably not going to hit anything vital. And what does no. she do? She just hit, hacks him in the shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that would hurt. And then she gets his neck because she's oh, like, Lord, I she found, did. I found something. I've detected it as his shoulder. I'm going to move a little higher. Right. And and it's also oh. like one of the reasons I had to pause it was because that was so visceral and so yeah. brutal, and like her mother instincts kicked in so hard there. Because I felt like it was more than just survival. That reaction was. I felt oh. like that was a motherly thing. And and the things that he was saying were just terrifying yes. and cultish. Like, you know, like... They'll cleanse the earth. Yeah. Oh, just... it's To me, that's spooky. Yeah. And itself. the other thing for me at that moment was people experience this in a different way. Not, not everybody kills themselves. Some people go crazy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Well, some people are already crazy yeah like they're already dealing with something right yeah and i did wonder if a pre-existing condition contributed to how yeah did or did not and later in the movie it. they said like they were es- escapees from the the mental institution that were all doing that so yeah it seems likely psychiatric mm. hospital but then what do you know it's for criminally insane people so i won't be criminally politically insane. In, in, yeah politically incorrect correct about correct. it <laughs> But like to the point you said you said you had to pause after that. Like, what would you do in real life though? Had you just gone through that, would you be like, "I gotta peep and make sure he's not following"? Oh, I know, right? How would you not look? Right. Oh, I'm just gonna go back to casually drifting down the river. You have now. to. Yeah, there were so many times I wanted to peep, uh, but you can't. Right, because if really? you peep, those children have nobody to take care of them, and we've already seen how stupid they are. <laughs> they're five. Well, I know they're appropriately stupid, but. <laughs> <laughs> Inexperience. It's not like a wolf is going to raise them. It might. It might. At this point, we jump for or we jump back jump again. Back, yeah. Five years, and I appreciated the way that this move. I think it was the river that really did it. It made it to where these jumps, these sudden jumps, they weren't confusing. Because every time you saw the river, you're like, okay, I know when we are. I agree. That was well done. It was really well done. And they get the great idea. We're going to go for food, and the best way to do it. So they they're <laughs> like, let's pick five people. And I was like, that's a good idea because you're going to be stumbling around. You need a lot of people to carry food and stuff. And then they're like, we're going to drive. And I was like, what are these dumb right. motherfuckers doing? <laughs> but the solution was to black out the windows of the car with like paper and paint and use GPS. Right, and the sensors that tell you what's close to the car. And I'm like, people, 
Do you not remember being in that mess and every car in life crashing? The, the roads would be filled with cars. Right. Yeah, I, I had but to let that go. As it turns out, they were just completely filled with bodies. They're thump, 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 thump. Yeah, so they drive, and they're driving over everything in this world, and come to a stop at some point, because they start getting these proximity detections from the car, and rustling of the leaves, and the shadows everywhere, and for some reason, they're just like scurrying over this car full of people that can't see them, which just makes it seem like there's a malevolence there. Yeah, they're definitely teasing them and trying to get at them. And one of the thing I think I liked most about, because it was scary, mm-hmm. is Charlie. Oh, yeah. Uh, the little book nerd in the backseat. He is a national treasure and he needs is. to be protected. He looked terrified. Oh, He my looked gosh. more afraid than I've ever been. <laughs> like, what it was you- awesome. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't go outside and you were scared to death inside and it was just I was like who gives a fuck just put it in drive and drive and so they Run did over these motherfuckers can you kill them <laughs> that's no. what I'd have done we go find out we need spikes on this car next time we go out that's true <laughs> we're gonna just stab us a monster up. we're gonna Mad Max it mm-hmm. we're gonna stab a monster with our thunderpoon <laughs> thunderpoon it's like a harpoon only it's thunderous pow pow. <laughs> Only Dead monsters. <laughs> <laughs> and I shit you not, at this moment in my notes of watching this movie, never having seen it before, I said, where are all the blind folk? Oh, yeah. I, d- I was like, they are perfectly adapted for this environment. They need to be heading for the school of the blind and let these people lead them. Right. No, I, I had a similar reaction. I didn't. It's like, I feel like blind people are important <laughs> to this movie. Way important. Like, more so than whatever was eventually revealed. And then they're moving into the, they're, they get in a grocery and they act like the whole front of the grocery is not glass. I've never been to a grocery that was closed up like a porn shop. Yeah. Were they not, pa- were the windows painted over or something? Why could <laughs> no. they not see out these windows? They just, I guess they didn't want to spend time on that thematically, but I was just like. And maybe it was, if we're going to stay in the, in the movie verse, maybe they were just far enough away that they didn't feel. Maybe. Like it felt like, cause I mean, grocery stores aren't terribly bright. To be honest, it's not like when you're in Meyer, you're walking past a bank of windows. Well, except at the front of the store, like yeah. I give you that. But you go into I the aisles. I wouldn't chance it. That's fair. There are things. And I would chance. I was like, why aren't they moving into this grocery store? And then as soon as that asshole suggested it, I was like, why would anybody do that? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But but then I love how they just like all grabbed shopping carts and went on a spree. Yeah, it was really The cute. supermarket sweep. Here comes the dancing banana. At this point, though, I realized it made sense to me for them to bring five people to the grocery when I thought they were going to walk. But when they bring in a car, they should have took two people to the grocery because they need all that room. So much. Right. They had like one and two carts, loads of stuff. Where did they put it? I don't know. I still don't know. It was full of people. Because I'm like. It wasn't on the way back. It'd have to be in the trunk. Tell us why it wasn't full of people. Because Charlie sacrificed himself for the greater good. He sacrificed himself to fish fingers. But it was one less book they'd have to read. Oh, that, well, that asshole. I know, it's such a shitty thing to say. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Douglas, you know, being the dick that he is, is like, hey, how about we just stay here and not go back? We have everything we need. And Sandra Bullock's like, um, I have a suggestion, because we're not assholes. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. Because there were other people that were depending on them to bring back food. Mm-hmm. We really need to have a moment of silence for Charlie. Yeah. Okay, you're really feeling what, it. No, seriously. Also, his real name, Little Rail, Little Rail. Howry. He was also the TS, TSA agent in Get Out. Mm-hmm. 
He saved the day there. Yeah. He saved that group of people in this grocery store. All right. So we're going to have a moment of silence, and I'm going to play some tithing music while we do it. play sad Hulk music. But I also saw a meme that said, anytime you see this man show up, you know you're going to be safe. That was a beautiful eulogy. Here's a moment of silence. was sad about everything is like he didn't really even want to go to begin with no he's Sandra scared Bullock the talked time. him into it by saying it's research for a book it's research oh, for the book right. you're writing it's so a good thing he did go though going. they'd all be dead from fish fingers Ugh. i could tell that okay there was something different about fish fingers <laughs> when he was at the door trying to get in i was mm-hmm. like y'all are terrible at deciding who should come in because <laughs> fish why... fingers is fucked up well, to go back to the theory of people have a pre-existing condition aren't affected by that by the monsters. He clearly didn't die when Charlie did. And Douglas even was like, "Why isn't he dead?" They really could have He just like started over like it was a I recording. I know, but that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about when he was like, "Let me in." I could tell. You could tell that, that he was a was motherfucker. Not, oh, yeah. You don't let in, right? You could tell he was not a person like, genuinely looking for right. salvation. I'd let in a lot of people, but I would not have let in that fish fingers motherfucker just from the way he sounded. Oh, I was on the fence about that. Oh, I didn't right. necessarily we, think he was nefarious. We didn't even mention Dumplin getting let in the house before they left. You called her Dumplin. Dumplin. That's what I named she her in, in my notes. Movie. Oh, is she from the movie Dumplin? Yeah, she's oh. like the main character in it. Which I do want to see that movie. As you know, well. one thing I liked. About yeah, her character, and this is a really sad thing to like, but I liked that nobody in the whole movie fat shamed her or said anything about her fatness at all. And that's just such a common thing. If you see a fat character in a movie, somebody's going to be like, well, yeah, we don't have enough food because fatty over there or something like that. And not once did they do that. Now I've ruined it by saying it, but <laughs> no, they did that to Sandra Bullock, but they didn't do that to her. Aside from asking her if she was pregnant. Yeah, I was all ready to be... Because he wasn't sure because she was large. I was ready to be offended at that. But when she was, I was like, oh, okay, that's fair. And right. now I can see the specific roundness. I thought she looked pregnant, though. I thought she looked pregnant. I didn't really get a good look at her belly until after he said anything. Oh, okay. Do you so feel like that was intentional? Like that was fat shaming? Like a call No, out. no. I, that's what I was saying. I was ready to. Oh. But then when she was pregnant, I was like, okay. And then I looked at her again and saw I'm just her hoping belly. that we're finally past that trope in some way and any sign that we are in some way makes me happy and i know we're not past it but if we're starting to be past it that is at least progress it's not enough but at least we're headed yeah i feel like there's a lot like in tv and movies where you there's people behind it that are open and expressing things through the film or the show or what have you of how you should deal with people yeah and I think, though, that on the other side of that, there's also people there giving people what they expect and what they want, and it's that horribleness. But I was glad we didn't see that here. True. Next in the film was when the they go back to the five years where they're floating down the mm, river, mm. and the boat stops, and she's like, ding ling ding She's like, oh. I thought it was ingenious. She had the line on the reel, and she went up to that house. She should have used it to fish boy out of the water. And now she should have. <laughs> boy fell his ass in the water and got cold. <laughs> But I'm glad she heard those wind chimes. Yeah, I'm glad she did too, because right when they lost all their food and blankets, immediately they found a place for more food and blankets. Yeah. 
Red, I did looked think like a Red Cross convenient. building. But girl, it did. Like it might have been a temporary shelter. Yeah, yeah. it looked like a shelter. Some yeah. kind. And girl wanders off. And this is another one of those parenting moments that I didn't agree with necessarily. But I also, oh, I don't know. I feel weird about it. I want to talk about it. <laughs> she said, "If something happens to me, save yourselves. Don't help me." And she was just so aggressive about it because she was scared. Right. And I, I totally get that. Oh, but it was so hard to see her coming at those kids like that. Well, and I feel like she particularly focused on girl when she was like screaming. Well, girl's the one who wandered off. It also wasn't hers. Yeah, I caught that. A few and times. I feel like that's in the back of her head. She was like, "I'm gonna. She's gonna be my throwaway." Because she ends up talking to them about rapids on the river, and I think it's like at the end of that mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, I just want you to know we're going to be coming upon some rapids. It's going to be the most dangerous thing we've done so far. In our but lives. I, but I need someone to look. And they're like, what, what, what? And of course, you know, boy is like, I'll do it. And she's like, no, no, you will not. I will decide who does it. And then she'd look over <laughs> immediately <laughs> at girl. And the girl was like, it's me, isn't it, bitch? Another thing y'all didn't see it's was me, Alan's face. <laughs> She did. She just kind of casually turned her head with harpoon and looked eyes. right at and her. And she's like, "Yeah, bitch, it's you." Right. <laughs> so then they flash back again. The dagger eyes from Roger Rabbit. <laughs> so I mean, at this point, we flash back in time, and we got Gary showing up, uh, who tells his woesome tale. In short, people got out of that mental hospital and killed all his friends, and he just barely got away. Which and he was terrified. I didn't believe a damn thing he said. Which is good. Yeah. I was on the fence about it. He made me uncomfortable from the beginning. As soon as he mentioned the insane asylum, that's when I was like, oh no, this bitch is from the insane asylum. Mm -hmm. Or criminally insane or whatever it was, the building. As my mom would say, I thought he was a victim, but he was real traumatized and I didn't trust him, but I didn't necessarily think he was one of them because he played it pretty straight. He did do a good job. Yeah. It wasn't until he laid the pictures out that I was like, oh shit. Well, and Douglas was calling him on it. Like, of all the times for him to take the gun and take a stand... Asshole Douglas. It was this. And I, up to that point, I'd kind of been thinking, you know, he's been kind of right about everything he's saying from a point of view. Yeah, in fact, from my, a survivalist my son, who is autistic, was like, Douglas is the only one in this whole thing making sense. Like, the asshole. Mm. He's like, what he's saying is absolutely no, true. He called him the only good one. He's the only good one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why... That's great. And I was like, yeah. uh, well, he's making his decisions purely for a self-serving purpose. <laughs> and he was like, he's going to be alive. <laughs> I'm like, well, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> and he is up until he does something selfless. That's true. Yeah. That's so. True. Yeah. So Gary lays out. So uh, it just so happens the ladies all dr- ready to <laughs> drop a baby. <laughs> They're ready to drop their new albums at the same time. The same time. And that leaves Felix. <laughs> no, Felix? Gary. That leaves Gary, Gary downstairs uh, by himself to lay out his his picture pages. His portfolio. Mm-hmm. Picture pages, picture pages. They were really pages, good. They were. Pages, they were really pages, cool looking. Time to get your demons you at your windows. He drew Cthulhu in there. Oh, did he? I didn't mm-hmm. notice Cthulhu. That's cool. Cthulhu. And then Gary goes around opening windows, exposing people to the scares. He's like, like, it's glorious. It's like these birds. They need to be in the freezer. Oh, my God. And I thought the most important part of that was that freezer was beautiful. Oh, my God, it was. 
It w- had clear doors. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Uh, those, number one, my refrigerator is never clean enough to have clear doors. So, <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, my God, the I've, hair like, is all the way down there. I can't clean up today. <laughs> aesthetically, it's beautiful. I am too grubby to live that way. That's I'm, a good point. I'm not a clean person. No, nobody ever has enough room in their refrigerator or freezer for a birdcage, though. I just got to say that. Yeah, the shelves were strategically positioned. Here, we're, we're clearly going to put bird cages in here. It later. was the rich gaze. That was a giant container for wines. <laughs> They're so fancy. No, it's for the ice sculptures. Yes. I'm living my life wrong. Right, know, at the right? dinner parties. Yes, of course. We have a special. Why can't we be rich I... gaze? Damn it. Because <sighs> well, we don't know how to spend our money wisely. That's true. Yeah. We They're should be spending like it on see-through architects freezers. and shit. Yeah, because his oh, husband yeah. was an architect. His husband's an architect. That's, that's what it was. That's yep. we picked the wrong professions. That's that's what it was. Social work ain't gonna make me any money. <laughs> Time to go back to school. <laughs> so pretty much, Gary. He kills everybody, but the two babies. Mallory, Mar- <laughs> he's gonna kill those babies though. Yeah, he kills everybody, but two, he kills he gets killed too. But we're left with two babies, Mallory and Hope floats, and then they have this cute little happy little life together for five years. But I couldn't enjoy their happy little life together because I knew he was gonna die. Because you see her floating down the river by herself with, with two babies, right. and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. he's gonna die. I can't enjoy this. And I hated that he died, considering he survived a tug of war with a rifle at the wrong end of it. Right. Oh, I know. I don't know how I was so impressed. He's military. In in my mind, that solves all the questions. That's true. Might not be true. They're all together happy, living life in this house by themselves for five years. Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently doing the Walking Dead thing of scavenging houses all around within miles. And it seemed very much like Walking Dead, because every time somebody would do something selfless, that was their time to die on the show. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, Message. While they're scavenging a house, the, the, the people show up that have seen things and can still see. And they throw a rock through there, and they're like, is anybody home? And instead of just being quiet <laughs> Which, and right. sneaking away, he's like, I'm going to go out to the front and save you guys for reasons. You know, through the entire movie, he was that way. Like, I'm going to let this person in. I'm going to do this selfless thing. I'm going to be the hero in every single Mm -hmm. situation. Like, he was not suspicious enough of anyone. I feel like he was the beacon of hope. He was. Through the whole movie. 100%. He was so much bright light through the whole movie. But it's reborn. Hope (gasps) died and is reborn. Oh, I love that. Oh, so what you're saying is hope floats, hope dies, hope reborn. It's like a trilogy of really bad YA (laughs) romance novels. Yeah. I mean, she did have that little negligee in that one scene that she picked up scavenging. Her tender (laughs) moments were interesting. Like, that was one of them. Yeah, she didn't have many. No, she she did. bought Hello Kitty for Olympia. Yeah, for Olympia. So here and there, you could see her trying to connect. Or not even necessarily trying, but... Letting her wall down. Yeah, letting her guard down for a moment. But I feel like she was learning these things from all these people. Like mirroring yeah because like, olympia taught her a lot them. about Parental. being a human <laughs> <laughs> being a human but her sister was that way too right yep like to go back to the beginning her sister was a, a sweet pumpkin ah and she kept getting like they saw the horse on the tv and it reminded her of her sister talking about her love oh horses. that was so sad yeah. i know so i mean there's all these things I felt that like uh that was down. confirmation that her mom died uh 
because oh, she was trying the to call her were mom. running loose. Yeah, and they were. I running. didn't even think uh, of that. I, I thought it either. just made her think of her sister. Well, they were supposed to go. Her sister had asked her if she wanted to go see a horse yeah, at their right. mom's. You're right, which is why ah. that's where I, I connected that. So many connections. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. So that's so now we know why they got on the river. That heard heard from I don't know some dude down the river is like, hey, you Rick, have no reason to uh, believe yeah. us. Ranger Rick, risk everything Rick. to come down here. We'll eat you. <laughs> that last part probably didn't happen. We don't know. <laughs> I know it's it like, could have. They clearly said something that was important that they couldn't hear. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'll throw caution to the wind. We're, I'll scream at these children and make them afraid of me. And we'll go. <laughs> we'll go down south. Oh, but don't forget, he gave before he died, before Tom died, he gave her his little necklace oh. and was like, I love you so much. I cried. And he even like sacrificed himself and was being infected and did one last thing to save them while infected before dying. Question. If the apocalypse had never happened and they met, would they be in love? I hope so. Or did they fall in love because that's what people tend to do when there's just two of them and there's no other, no, nobody else around. There's an apocalypse. As we know from speed, <laughs> trauma bonds people. That's a good fact. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. I forget how Sandra Bullock put it at the end of that movie, but you know. So what you're saying is they were probably trauma bonded, but it's no less real than anybody else's love. Exactly. Fair and enough. even he said he'd like to think that they'd meet and fall in love under regular well, of course circumstances. He thought that. He's hope floats. <sighs> well and shh. be a light. Be a light. Well, I mean, he he was a, a beacon because I mean he's telling these kids stories, trying yeah. to cheer them up well, and show them love and give them hope and all these things. And she is like survival. It's all about survival. Yeah, that's I'm going to make sure my children are alive. Well, and I regardless, think that part of her personality is because she boils de- everything down to she doesn't want any connections to people because I get, and, I, and I'd hate to think. It was because of this dude. And I think it's because her dad left and then this dude left her pregnant. When she So when she needed people, they abandoned her. So she doesn't want to rely on or let anybody in. And so she does reduce everything down to survival because then she doesn't have to see people as people or that she needs yeah. or that need her. But then one of the last things he says to her is like survival is not enough. People need love. People need hope. People need all these things. Or what's the point? Because he's hope floats. <laughs> but to analyze her her personality a little more like that's clearly why or one of many reasons why she didn't name those babies oh they absolutely were boy and girl for five years i know it's terrible like that's, it's it's less specific not real i also find it stupid yeah. that he didn't name them because he would have but okay. i don't know she might have punched we needed this character she was oh, well, maybe she was like i swear i'll cut your dick because you saw the story part she overrode him real easy that's true he was like, okay, you clearly got so, a bigger fist. jump forward a little bit now, and they're in these rapids. I chewed off every one of my nails during that rapids thing, because she's like, oh, it's time to choose. And the little girl was like, I know it's me. I'm going to die. And that she, baby. And, and she, she remembers that little... I know. Her little... Finally, oh. Melanie guilts out. She said it right. <laughs> no, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> No, That's she Mallory. did. That's a third, a third name. Mallory. Uh, I hate you both. No, you don't. Finally, Mallory get, gets a shred of decency and decides 
to kill them all. We'll all die. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's exactly what I thought. No one will look through no these rapids. Look. We're just going to blindly die. Because five-year-olds that have never been in a body of water can certainly survive. <laughs> Fully clothed to be weighted down. Well, they're little. They, they'll just bobble along the <laughs> waves. <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, it, I really love it. I think your motherly instinct is the thing I love most. What are you doing? You're making fun of me. Why? You're just going. These little kids will just bobble along. And <laughs> That's why. I can't believe you're asking me. Because I'm supporting else? her parenting choices? Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. She has them white knuckled to those chairs. Sure did. Well, benches. she's already said this is the worst thing ever and somebody has to die. And now she's like, mm, nobody's going to die. We'll all die. Those I kids are probably fair. like, this bitch is crazy. A little girl definitely was. like. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and so, something I read is that Sandra Bullock had like no experience whatsoever rowing boats. Yeah, I read that. This movie. You can fucking tell. Well, and that's what they say. <laughs> that kind of leads to the believability because towards the beginning, she can't row Mm-mm. for shit. And later she's like, I'm a pro. I'm steering this boat. She's blindly like, on the rapids. college rowing team. That's real. After, shoot, what, shoot, two days at, yeah. on the river? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that was that would be me. I'd just be going in a circle for a solid hour. <laughs> so they're all wet and frozen. They they all get back together. And Amazingly. then they're wandering through the forest. The birds are still alive. Right. And they're like, ooh, all these birds, which is, they're like, we've got lots of birds. Just follow the sound of birds. The sound of music. La, 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 la. And so they're following the birds. And when Sandra Bullock falls and rolls down the ravine, I that was hurt like, me. that skirt me. <sighs> I got skirt. And then... Uh, the boy and the girl are like, what should we do? I guess we'll just wander off in separate directions. Whee! <laughs> and now suddenly, somehow, the entity or whatever can whisper in the voices of the dead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is new. That had been happening more and more throughout the movie, though. Yeah, it started out less specific. It was a progression. It became more and the, more. Like that woman at the first who went to the burning car, I know she was talking to her mom. So I guess it does happen. And... Oh, I wish I but, could remember the scene. But there was another scene where they were there? where the monsters were talking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or affecting the voice of a loved one. When she was I think when they found the wind chimes and she was trying to get away, they were whispering voices. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, that's right. And then so uh, she finds the boy, but then she can't <laughs> find girl. And uh the boy's like, She's scared of you. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah. see, this is what happens when you say, I will hurt you. No. It, the kids need to know there's that, somebody that's they're safe with. Well, I mean, she had been militant and killing her tree story dreams. So it wasn't just the I'll murder you <laughs> if you move moment. <laughs> well, I'm it trying was, to get it was her a progression. To, but try, it took that for her to finally break down her walls and be like, I'm a mother. Right. And that also made sense to me because they were so close to... Uh, happy and I mean granted they didn't know what was waiting for them yeah. but they were so close to being at the end of their journey it, mm-hmm. it probably would have broke me too mm-hmm. oh yeah we're so close and then to fail would just be yeah. horrible mm-hmm. and then they're running through the woods like it's the end of the Blair Witch Project <laughs> <laughs> I leaves are wrestling from all directions <laughs> right they were gonna go inside and there's somebody in the corner and it's like just go back outside <laughs> I actually thought at this point we were going to see these monsters because you see all the leaves rustling from different directions coming oh, at them. You know, I said earlier that they had they shot a scene with it. Uh, Sandra Bullock said that the monster looked like a green man with a baby's face. Ugh. And I'm like, that's scary, but I was definitely imagining worse. They would have made me laugh then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's silly. <laughs> so she gets in there. 
it's like let us in, let us in, and <laughs> they they do. And what do you know? Mm-hmm. It's blind people at the school for the blind. I, called it. Whoop, 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 whoop. I did not call it. All the other tiny connections I and made it takes them into it the, just went right over. He takes my them head. in that courtyard with all the birds, and you, there's all this light. I'm like, why are these people chancing this? And he's like, well, the birds let us let the sighted people know. And I'm like, this is where we go to get shit on. <laughs> It's good luck. You may think it's rain, but it's not. It's good luck, though. So it, that's exactly why they're surviving. They're fine. Mm, all right. Oh, You've never heard that? I thought it was funny, too. The doctor came over there yeah. and was like, hi, what are your names? And he's like, I'm boy and I'm girl. And she and, just looks. And she's my just like, heart broke. I'm really embarrassed. Uh, no, <laughs> actually, your names are this and this. A, a, Olivia? Olympia. Olympia? See, I think she called her Olivia, though, because I thought she named her after the sweetest person she knew. But I was like, was well, her, her name mom. was Olympia, not Olivia. I thought she said Olivia too, but it, I feel like it has, it, it to, has be to be Olympia. Olympia. It is Olympia. Yeah. yeah. Even though I, I did. I did <laughs> I, it'd be funny. That. She's like, I've named you Olympia and you Dukakis. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no. No. Although I thought of Serena Williams' baby first. Oh, Because nice. her name is Olympia. Hey. Uh, hey. It's so funny. The doctor was like, would you like to play with the other children? It's clear you're traumatized. <laughs> I'd like to get you away from this crazy woman that I've never liked. It's real. See other babies. Go play. Here's some wine. You know, in the book, I read that at the end, she went to a place, but it's a place where everybody had blinded themselves to keep themselves safe. Uh, That's horrifying. Isn't that awful? Uh. Welcome. Now stab your eyes out. Yeah, that does sound terrible. It would also probably be something I might consider. Right. That is the way to keep yourself safe, but woof. Ugh. But yeah, and then they let the little birds go that somehow have magically survived this whole time, <laughs> which I felt was symbolic. They were Hulk birds. Of, of her feelings. Oh, definitely. Like, they've been caged this whole movie, and then she releases no, them. She's the released them. And there's three of them. And there's three of them. They're Why does the caged three? birds sing? Because they're so gay. Because it has hope in the face of oppression. That's right. So yeah, that that pretty much is the movie. <laughs> All right, so let's go to our final thoughts and our ratings. No. <laughs> Alan has more. Alan, you're not ready. No, I feel like this movie was all about facing depression. Do you? Tell us. Well, I just like at the beginning, she's so closed off. She's depressed about her asshole ex. She's detached from her child that she hasn't had yet. Everybody has something it seems in their past that i don't know they find this connection so they're all doing okay but then little by little all these voices like the whispering that gets louder throughout the whole movie i feel like it's those voices in the back of your head when you're depressed telling you to do stupid shit yeah yeah that's a good point leading them all to a lot of their ends i mean now granted tom was he wasn't really depressed about anything that i know of but no but i think his was different he gave his life for them I yeah. think his was a different death than most every other one in the movie, except for maybe the parents. Yeah. Uh, but I just, and I feel like she heard more and more voices because she's experienced more and more trauma by the end of the movie. Now, there seems to be a malevolence behind them because they start using more recent wounds to her to speak yeah. to her. You know, if anybody's going to get her to look, it's Tom's voice. Right. Um, so I just, a lot of those things I thought, if you're looking at an allegorical kind of point of view of the movie, and I did read something that said it also talks about like postpartum depression. I have no experience with that, of course, so I couldn't relate. But but sometimes when I you lay a big that. turd, you're really upset. Uh, 
but baby. <laughs> to talk more seriously about postpartum <laughs> depression. <laughs> I'm just trying to help Alan make a connection. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom. <laughs> no, that's that's a serious thing that isn't talked about enough. Is you're detached from your baby. I recently heard of a very young woman who committed suicide oh. out of her depression. Oh, that's terrible. I know. Leaving all of it's terrible, but I message, and it's the last thing I'll say, I don't think mothers are supported enough, period. Mm. Especially black mothers. Yeah, especially mothers who have this kind of depression, because a lot of people don't want to think about it, and they don't want to... It's just looked down on for you to have any kind of problem with your baby after you've had it. Like It should be a joyous occasion. You shouldn't have any issues. Right. There's a lot of judgment around it. I think you're right. There's definitely not enough support. Support black mamas. On that happy note. Now, can we do ratings? No. Then suicide. <laughs> he said no. Suicide. I find it weird that everybody's death is at their own hands in this movie, pretty much. Ooh, t- yeah, that's a good point. I mean, why is it that everybody has to kill their own self if it's not like somebody pointing at the fact that people ultimately end up feeling like they need to take their own life? So you think this big monster they're not looking at is depression? Allegorically. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. Why can't you look at it, though? Why is it when you face it, you die, though? I think that's where that's the only thing that breaks down about the allegory for me. Because facing it is when you should have overcome it. Maybe the world they're living in is depression. And once they face it, they can leave it? Or they're, they're seeing it play over and over in their head like a movie. Like some horrible thing. I don't know that they're facing it as in in a healthy way. I think that they are like suddenly dwelling in whatever makes them depressed. Mm. Like they're living in that space to the point where they can't see a way out. They're like dementors. themselves. Maybe. And making contact with it just sucks you into that place. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're showing me my worst fear, feelings, whatever, and it just plays over and over. Because I've been really severely depressed before, and, I, and I've gone to a dark place to where you're just kind of laying in bed and you're just staring, or I feel like I was just staring and reliving the most painful things that made me want to die. This must be before smartphones. No? What? <laughs> Alan's face. Alan, I... I'm sorry. I'm broken. I don't know where <laughs> The that many expressions of Alan. We need, this needs to be marketed and sold I'm just for saying, all occasions. I, I have also done that. But for me, instead of staring at the walls, I was staring at a smartphone okay. and spiraling. Okay. Was it like pictures of something? or No, I think. I don't know. I think for me, I'd be, this sounds weird. Maybe it's just me. But if I was just staring at the wall, I'd be too bored to spiral. <laughs> Everyone's depression looks different. There, well, there we go. But here's, here's, the no thing. here's the thing. I may, have been, point. I may have been staring at a wall, but I wasn't seeing a wall. Okay. I guess is my point. Like, I'm in my head. Gotcha. So these no, people aren't you. physically staring at something. I mean, they are in the movie, but I feel like they're just, oh, I'm, I'm suddenly in that moment of my worst thing in my life. But those are my thoughts on that. I feel like Sandra Bullock defeated that depression. She used her voice. She spoke out. She got help by going to the blind sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> that should not be funny. That's the lesson. That all we need is a mystical blind person. Preferably a mystical black blind person. No, no magic Negroes. I'm just saying. <laughs> no. It's a trope. Stephen King needs to put it down. It's a trope. I'm pointing out the trope. <laughs> no, the point, it, the point should be, if you are feeling suicidal, seek help. Please. Speak out. 
there are many references. There are many people to contact, helplines. We can put the suicide hotline number in the show notes. Absolutely, because all kidding aside, it's it's, it's clearly a serious problem. And um, anybody, when you're feeling suicidal, you you just don't feel like anybody cares. And that's why things like hotlines are so important. Agreed. Or you don't want to be a burden to somebody else. And that's why hotlines are so important. So yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. That's funny that you say that, that you're, you would don't want to be a burden to other people. I guess that also is kind of in the movie to a degree, you know, your failing health, mental health is also affecting those around you. Mm-hmm. That's true. So. Yeah, because it's the people who had failing mental health who are trying to get the other people to experience it with them. Join them. In right. sense, yeah. And even if you want to go to Sandra Bullock's character, she had all those barriers up and that's potentially to not burden others with anything she might need. Mm-hmm. Well, this shit got deep. I know. We started off talking about a bunch of pussies, <laughs> and now wow. we're talking about some real deep stuff. Well, you know, that's our show. That is kind of our show. It is a mixture of deep, heartfelt feelings and filthy talk. <laughs> that's hilarious. And, and we promise to bring you more of that in season three. We're so glad to be back, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for having us in your ear, ear holes once again. One of the big changes we want to talk about for this season is our show is going to come out bi-weekly. So every other week, that gives people time to listen. When we wrapped up season two, we noticed there were a lot of people that needed some extra time to catch up on the show. That's cool. We're here for you. That's the beauty (laughs) of a recorded show. Word. In case you didn't know how this works. Also, just remember, the B in LGBT will not be erased. You said bi-weekly, I connected bisexual. Oh. No bisexual erasure. They are real. You are really, <laughs> really stretching to wave that flag. And I'm I'm cool with it. It's supposed to be a gay ass show. Don't hate. Speaking of gay ass, Alan. Ratings. <gasps> can we do ratings? We can do ratings. Here they are. Take me to your ratings. So, I, on an enjoyment level, I felt it was deep. Um, I had a lot of moments where I was, what the hell is happening? And then every now and then I'd get clued into something that I could relate to. uh, Hence, like, suicidal thoughts and depression and things like that. So, I, I thought it was a good movie as far as meaning. And... I thought a lot of the casting was done well. So I gave it a f- probably a four out of five. And then as far as pride flags, uh, Sarah Paulson is a gay actress. And we had gay Greg. Now, were their characters key and important to this movie? Not so much. So I gave it a one for pride flags. Brooke? Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed the movie. Like I said earlier, I love the unknown assailant kind of thing that people do i thought sandra bullock killed it in this performance in fact it, it's it's kind of funny to see the um the memes and things oh, of yeah. people apparently young people talking about that bird when well, that woman from bird box and it's like really <laughs> yeah. right she has done so much um i thought she was great in this uh the i thought the writing was pretty tight there was a few real mm-hmm. a few slower problems with it but overall i thought it was pretty good uh, i'm giving it five out of five I really enjoyed this movie. As for Pride Flags, it gets one from me just because a gay person is in it. And for a fleeting moment, we do have a gay character, mm-hmm. although they die horribly and we never see them as being gay. What does it mean to be gay? 
Like I, I <laughs> there was nothing about the character that made them gay, other than they said they were gay. Like his husband wasn't there. There was no. There was. It's kind of like the thing that bothers me about that. And and I get where you're going with it. The look on your face tells me you're saying, "What can somebody not just lead a normal life and be gay?" No, absolutely they can. But it's in a movie or in a film. It smacks of I'm fine with you being gay as long as you don't put it in my face. And it's almost like, why was he gay? He didn't even have to be. There was nothing that made him gay or represented gay other than he said he was gay. And that's what bothers me about it. I Okay. I respect what you are saying. I do not at all agree with it. So, well, Generally me. speaking, I think th- that's why I would give it two pride flags. As Sarah Paulson being a gay actress didn't matter. She was just her sister. She didn't have to play a gay character. Also, B.D. Wong, a gay actor, also a gay character. And they were just doing regular shit. Like, we didn't even... It's funny. I didn't know he was a gay actor. Yeah. I didn't know he was either. Yeah. Um, But, um, I mean, I can see where you're going with it was gratuitous because uh, they mentioned his husband and Malkovich says, it's not because you're gay that I was pissed about this building thing. So I can see that. But at the same time, a lot of gay people you don't look at and go, oh, that person's gay. So I really feel like there's not a way to act gay in a movie or situation. No, I mean, I'm not saying I wish he was a stereotype. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it would have been nice to have some gay content in this movie. We did have hetero love in it. So you're talking about a a gay relationship playing out. Something or or, or being, his being that there. the fact that he's gay is somehow important in this movie in some way. Right, exactly. That's like, what I'm like saying. Like what we normally would rate. Right for pride. Flags. That it was gay in some way, other than that it was just name dropped to so they could be like, look how diverse our our casting was and how diverse our story is. We had a gay person in it. But did you really have a gay person or address any kind of gay issue or have any kind of gay activity or anything? No, you just had a person. Which I get what you're saying, and I really do like that, that he was just an average Joe. That's That part's cool, but I'm not going to give them points for having a character who was gay when he doesn't even talk about how this affects him in a special way because of his gayness. Or he doesn't... Uh, rep- he doesn't represent anything about gayness in his, in in, in, in in or that we. I don't want to put it on him, but the the writers didn't represent anything about him being gay, other than, hey, give us a piece of candy. We put a character in here, and somebody mentioned he was gay. Well, because his husband was a gay architect, he did build a giant house that they could have this whole movie in. That's that true. in itself is gay representation. <laughs> <laughs> Especially gay male representation, and especially if his husband is white, which we don't know. Yeah, because we never see the husband, because that would be too gay for this movie. So you mentioned two pride flags. How do you feel about the overall movie? The overall movie I I did enjoy. I like that it can be something different to everyone. Like to you, it's depression. To someone else, it's racism. To someone else, it's religion. To... Someone else, it's parenting. Like it, it could go four or five different ways at least. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy that. It's like the monsters are different things to different people. Whoever sees them, so is the movie. For for me, I don't necessarily align it with one direction. So that's whatever. But overall, I think I give it four out of five. Cool. And I stand by my two pride flags. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Thank you. <laughs> 
I stand by my one. I said what I said. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. Please review and rate this podcast, and if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. Join us on our next episode when we'll be reviewing Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Watch it with us this week on Netflix, then join our community to share your own review or discuss other movies with us and other fans at facebook.com slash groups slash Unicorn Brigade. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is produced in cooperation with Stealth Pickles Production and is copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Theme music created by Brooke. Check out our website, streamingunicornpodcast.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram and YouTube for bonus content. Until next time, this is Brooke, Anna, and Alan saying, listen Listen to to this podcast. podcast. If If you you make make a noise, we will hurt you. you. If If you you remove your blindfold, you will die. Watch it with us this week on Netflix, then join our community. (laughs) Watch it with us. A little Christmas tune. It broke Alan. And it's copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Partial logo design provided by... Nope. (laughs) Nope. Not yo mama. What was that? Sniff? All right, it's a sniff. New. <laughs> it's the squeeze box sound. <laughs> it was not I'm a broken. Broken. What if that thing that's flying in the sky that scares them is just my face going? That would not surprise me. You both looked at it though, and you don't want to die, so it must not be it. Like NPR Radio. Hi, everybody, and today we're going to be talking about Sandra Bullock's Sweaty Balls, Bird Box, <laughs> Bird Box. Oh, listen, I hear it tweeting. Be whip. <laughs> it didn't sound very tweety. That's the sound my phone makes when I get a new tweet on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> that did sound like Twitter. Be whip. That's the way your Twitter sounds. Skewy. So your twatter calls pigs. Sweet. <laughs> I mean, looking at your history, I can see that. Oh, <laughs> damn. Did you forget that I'm not Irene? <gasps> oh, shit. Like, you don't have shit. to take shots at me. <laughs> God. Dang. Put that in there, Brooke. <laughs> I will. <laughs> no.